Rick's reading list at 538 on a Monday afternoon. Beautiful blue skies, absolutely spectacular conditions all around. Not at all like what happened back in 1889 when the city of Johnstown in the Cambria County area, the valley beneath what was an old hunting and fishing club, was nearly wiped off the face of the map. David McCullough's book called The Johnstown Flood takes a look at what happened all those years ago and goes through a complete almost play-by-play of not only what happened, but also just the stunning story of what was a disaster that captured the attention of America. And something that was covered by newspapers, not only in Pittsburgh and in Pennsylvania, but around the country and around the world. Why so? Why did so many people have an interest in what happened in Johnstown back in 1889? Well, the master historian David McCullough put his mind and his pen to work to come up with this. To many people, I think civil engineering is horrifically boring. Right, We think of civil engineers as people who are designing roads or bridges or dams, and they are looking at a lot of different factors to determine what is the appropriate way to span that particular river or what can we do so that this road will hold up. The reality is it is critically important work. And David McCullough, when he starts to tell a tale like this one, can do it in a riveting way. His award-winning histories of the Panama Canal or the one that he wrote about the Brooklyn Bridge are other epic tales. And those were enough for me to want to look into a bit more as to what happened in Johnstown. Now, you see, there were wealthy men from Pittsburgh, and the names I don't think are going to surprise a lot of people that when you hear the name of Andrew Carnegie, when you hear the name of the Fricks, when you start to hear these sorts of names of people who were member uh, members of a sporting club because they wanted to get away from the city and they wanted to get to where there was fresh air and they wanted to relax and they wanted to be at a lake and they wanted to fish or hunt or they didn't want to do those things at all but they wanted to get out of the city of Pittsburgh they went to a fish and game club that was above the um, small town of Johnstown. Johnstown, of course, was a steel town that was there making the steel that was making America. But when uh, the story that is told by McCullough talks about the South Fork Fishing and Hunting Club and the millionaires who tended to go there, it ultimately is a tale that is a very sad saga. There were 2,000-plus people who were killed in Johnstown. Many, many more lost absolutely everything that they had. The flood happened May 31st, 1989. And what they're saying is the bursting of the dam and the release of what they estimate at 14.5 million cubic meters of water as it took a 14-mile run down the mountain and wiped out everything in the way 
to, through, and including Johnstown, PA. Um, it almost reads like fiction sometimes as you read it, as you are recounting people who literally were swept away up onto a piece of driftwood. And then as they were flying past the second floor of a building that stood still, they managed to get themselves in through a window and they lived. To find out a story, then one of the ones that was recounted there was of a baby that ultimately was pulled out of the Allegheny River as it was down and around the area of New Kensington. Eighty-some miles away, this baby in a bassinet had floated down the rivers from the floods and was ultimately pulled out in New Kensington. It is absolutely a, a an amazing work that McCullough puts together because he talks about all the different storms that started in Nebraska and Kansas on the 28th and follows them across the country as they march their way. He takes you through the construction of the dam years before it was ever used for a hunting and fishing club. He takes you through why Johnstown is where Johnstown is and why it was rebuilt in the same place as well. He also talks about the storm of the century and why so many people were afraid that the dam might fail at some point, but they have lived with that for so long that they didn't want to think about the fact that the dam might fail at some point. So even when people came running down to say that there was a problem up on the mountain, a lot of people ignored it. How could the people like Andrew Carnegie or the Melons or the Fricks have a problem with a dam at their sporting club, they might think? Because the wealthiest of the wealthy in the world had a place up there, it couldn't possibly go wrong, right? We think that we've got an idea as to what was going on. And this is, to me, a, a, an absolutely wonderful line. We think we know what struck us, and it was not the hand of providence. Our misery is the work of man. The way that McCullough writes, the way that he takes something that everybody else might say, uh, I really don't think that that's going to be all that interesting, it turns something into a story for the ages. And the other thing that he does masterfully well is toward the tail end of that, after the flood had happened and after the follow-up was continuing, he explains how the United States and the world found itself day after day after day wanting to know more about what had happened and how it had happened and why it had happened that blue-collar workers of Johnstown were nearly wiped off the face of the earth by the rich and the wealthy who had this camp up above and a dam that burst in 1889. It's called the Johnstown Flood. It's one of those things that if you've heard about it, you think you know about it, read David McCullough's book by that name. It's on Rick's reading list this week, and it will shed a light into something you think you already knew in a way that you had no idea had happened. 4.45 on our Monday afternoon. Let's get to Paul Alexander right now for an update on traffic from the P.J. Fitzpatrick Home Improvement Traffic Center. The KDK AAA Traffic in the Fives, powered by Bowser, celebrating some 40 years of serving Pittsburgh. 
Well, until you've seen the the wall of debris in person, you don't know nothing. Well, and the thing is, you, you think about the nothing. bridge that survived, and you think about all the other issues that that are there. And again, I, I think Paul Week think, why would you go back to that same place, right? And there have been subsequent floods time and time again, but none of them quite like 1889. Well, proving once again the Indians were much smarter than we were. They wouldn't settle there because it was a floodplain. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Aside from that, though, there were some other issues.